0: and blessings, love, and light, and welcome to this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I'm your host, Kim Martin-Raymond. I'm a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You, LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. And if this is your first time listening into the How Now podcast, welcome. Welcome to the tribe. We're happy to have you. Make sure that you go over to www.hownowpodcast.com. Select your favorite podcast platform and make sure that you share, like, subscribe, and join us for some of our former shows and some of our shows that are coming down the pike. You can also click on the banner at the bottom of the screen that will take you to the How Now YouTube channel where you can like, subscribe, and share as well. So you have two ways of checking out the show. You can either watch it in the now, or you can listen in. Again, that's www.hownowpodcast.com. So let's dive in. Today, we're going to be talking about discovering the leadership in you, your leadership truth. We're going to be talking about some of the pivots that we've had to make during this time of pandemic. It's been Mm -hmm. a time where we've been challenged to, to really dig deep. And to really embrace who we are and what we want to reveal to the people, to the world, you know, how we want to go about uh, navigating in this new space that we're in. And to help me with that is my fantastic, handsome guest, those who are watching, (laughs) who is to the left of me. (laughs) And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have him to introduce himself at this time.
1: Wonderful introduction. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm grateful to be here today. My name is Mike Green. I'm a master certified coach. I have over 11,000 hours documented of of coaching various people from around the world, whether it be in Middle East, which I was just there last year, or whether it be um, anywhere in America or even, believe it or not, on every continent, I have coached someone. And I wrote a book about it in Wander Must, A Leadership Truth, a hero's journey to uh, seven truths, so that's nice. that's me, and I live in the interior of Alaska.
0: In Alaska, okay, yeah, and and we're sitting here in balmy uh, Atlanta, eighty four mm-hmm. degrees today. <laughs> yeah, so so we're we're throwing sunways your way, but I'm sure that it's just wonderful. But like I said, to be to be able to coach people on all seven continents mm-hmm. is impressive. But that just goes you. to show there are leaders, there are people who are in need of coaching in every corner of the earth. So there are mm-hmm. always people seeking, you know, to, to figure out what their, what their purpose is and what their plan is. It is something that is universal. So we are so happy to have you here today. Okay, Thank so you. what I want to talk about first is, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, what you were doing in your business prior to the pandemic, you know, with regards to your coaching.
1: All right. I was uh, working for a Middle Eastern company with uh, in Saudi Arabia. My family went with me. So my two boys, my lovely wife and our dog, moved to Saudi Arabia uh, in 2018. And then um, as the pandemic took place, um, that's where I was up until last
0: year. Okay. Okay. And so you were able to, to uh, do some... Uh you were doing some work and you were doing your coaching on the side or was no, that something was, that you,
1: I was a leadership facilitator. So I taught leadership courses and also uh, coached the executives or the executive team. Now, when I say executive team, your audience probably has a different experience. Well, I'm basically working with um, the leadership from above the, we would call, consider the workers, right. Or the do, okay. or the black, the blue collars. I was working yeah. on up from there all the way up to um, high level executives.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then of course the pandemic hit. And- yeah,
1: and I decided to live in the now and not focus on um, all the outside distractions mm-hmm. of living in a kingdom where much mm-hmm. like, you know, unlike in America where you have a choice and you can mm-hmm. at least voice it, we could not. Um, and I decided, how can I? What can I control? So I controlled then. Um, the, I said, okay, what can I do now? What? That five years down the road, I'll be grateful that I did that now. And I decided to uh, write a book that many, many people asked me to write for years for, for years and years. So I spoke with my wife about it because it's a it's a it's a time crunch. Yeah, um, it takes a lot of time away from your family, but we decided I'd do. I'll work early in the morning and work late at night and the boys are in bed um, and I decided to write a book.
0: Right. Wow. And so, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a lot, like you said, to be able to, to turn around and say, okay, what, what do I need to do different? And that, and that's, what I think a lot of people had that experience of trying to say, okay, what now? And, you know, and, exactly. and I think that's kind of the premise behind this show. You know, it was the whole thing of, you know, we know what happened. We know that there's a pandemic. We know that there, you know, mm-hmm. that we are limited in some of the things that we're going to be able to do, but it's more like, how now? How are we mm-hmm. going to function in this space now? Exactly. How are we going to, you know, make what's happening make sense and, and, and make it work for us? And so, you know, like you said, I'm sure the book was probably, you know, very therapeutic too, to be able to, mm-hmm. to, you know, express on those things. So, talk a little bit about the experience of writing that book and how long it took you.
1: Right. Well, a great coaching question I use for my clients in the now when I'm speaking about the now. What is something that you can be doing now that five years down the road, you'll look at it and say, I'm so grateful that I had the presence of mind to live in the now? Because everyone around me, a lot of people were just focusing on the, the news or focusing on exterior things, and they were allowing that to take over their lives. And I was like, wait a minute, you still have control living in the now in your life. And I said to myself, and I talked to my wife about it, what could we be doing now that'll set us up for great success down the road while everyone else is being, you know, focused in on everything except themselves or living in the now. So when I we decided on the book, um, I started writing it. It was very, very therapeutic um, in a lot of ways because it allowed me to... Um, be present while believing and in, in, in reenacting or remembering all the great stories that I had around leadership. Oh yeah, that's happened. Oh, I could be using that now. So that allowed me to not only um, ex- to live it even more, right, living in the now, and it polarized it, if you will, mm-hmm. but also my facilitation of leadership courses, even though they're um, on Zoom, we're even better because it allowed me to focus on the things I can control living in the now and being the best I possibly can no matter what those exterior forces were doing out around us perceived and real right. for everyone.
0: Wow and that and that's huge that's huge to be able to like you said number one have that foresight to be able to see you know or to be able to look and say, okay, what can possibly be happening five years from now because a lot of people, you know, you know, their, their future seemed grim to them. Everything seemed dismal. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know, no, I can't yeah. look five years ahead because, you know, w- what if I can't go outside five years from now? But what if you can? Or what or, or, or if you can't, what you're just gonna sit and, you know, put yourself in a vac- vacuum. So I mean that's a that's a really, really key question to be able right. to to say okay let me just think about you know what are the possibilities because i think one thing in that is hope it gives people mm-hmm. hope that 5 years from now things could be different things can be better things you know maybe able to progress and so now i have hope for the future so i think that's an excellent question to ask and that's a, and that's a good way of of you know getting people to not focus so much on what's happening immediately around them in their environment and to focus more on what they can possibly do about that. So I think that that's like a, right
1: now, exactly.
0: Yeah, that, that's in, awesome. in the now
1: and know that um, you're investing in your mental capacity currently, that's going to pay dividends down the road. I just say five because usually most people talk about five-year plans. Sometimes people talk about three-year plans, but great. So you're going to live not in the now for the next three years so that perceived date arrives and then you're like oh kind of like that pink floyd song time everything's just kind of fritter and wasted those days right right? that's right that's
0: right that's right there's a
1: great symbols that i use for living in the now and i'll put it in the chat box so you have the um, greater than symbol which basically and then you have that little i and then you have the less than symbol Mm-hmm. in between the greater than right i'll do it like this for your people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so li- living i can't do it but um <laughs> but you have your living chair, yes. so invert them so have the the bottoms just like that right wait, I, wait, wait, wait,
0: wait wait like wait like oh
1: no like this ah gotcha yeah. So in between there, right? So life is happening and it's pointing into a direction of the V, and wow. then this is you, right? Right? You are yeah. here, and then all of a sudden, everything in front of you is so that I on your on your um, chat box is describes you. That is you wow. in the now. And I actually I can send you a picture of it. I actually have a picture. I have a, a symbol awesome. living in the now on oh, the back of my truck. So when people say, what the, what's that? It reminds me <laughs> when I get in the vehicle that I'm going to live in the now or when I will see it.
0: Right. But I, I love that. I love the symbolism behind it because it does. And even when you were talking about, you know, doing your book and reflecting, it does. You, you have to look mm-hmm. back on some things and say, ah, yes, because sometimes it, it, it sparks or it allows you to remember something that you've forgotten. Because sometimes we do that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get so absorbed in, in what we do that we forget some of the lessons that we've learned until mm-hmm. we have to apply them or until exactly. we have to look and say, okay, now, now, you know, in order for me to be able to do this, I may have to reach back on some of the pre- mm-hmm. previous experiences that I've had. So right. I think that that's exactly. wonderful to be able to say that, that I'm standing right here in the middle, but I've mm-hmm. got to look back on those things in order for me to, to forge ahead. And so that that's yep. definitely... Uh, a key
1: factor right and in the book i write about each what leadership truth i found or discovered on every continent for example antarctica when i worked in antarctica i learned the uh, leadership truth of emotional intelligence why is it so important to have emotional intelligence when you lead well basically i won't get into it now but one size does not fit all when it comes to leadership, right? So emotional intelligence, you're at least living in the now realizing that the person in front of me is not like the last person in front of me. I need to cue in on what is important to them and how they speak um, to be the best I possibly can as a leader or just simply as a friend or to be able to listen with them.
0: Right, right. Because I believe that, you know, everybody has, and, and, and I'd like to know your opinion on this as well, that everybody has a potential to lead in some form of fashion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean, and that may, it may not be the leader of an organization. It may be, you know, a leadership role in your community. It may be a leadership role in your family, you know? And so, you know, I think, you know, when people think about leadership, you know, kind of what is something that they they tend to think? What is something, or, or give me something that's like a, You know, people think this about leadership, but it's that's really not quite so.
1: Mm. You gotta have a title, right? Mm. Right. Or has I have to have influence over others, meaning I you know, I lead two people, or I'm a I'm the lead or I'm in charge of two other people. I mean, we can lead when we go to the grocery store by simply taking back your cart to the area you're supposed to, not leaving it in the parking lot.
0: Um
1: or we can lead as we uh, go to, to the post office and and recognize that there's someone in front of us maybe a little infirm and allow them to get ahead of you, right? Even right. though right. you're two away from the counter and there's six people behind you, you step forward and say, ma'am, come up here. Come on up here, Sonny. Mm-hmm. And have a brief That's leadership. So leadership is all around you. You just take the opportunity to do it.
0: Right, you see, and that, that's that's something that's pivotal because just like you said people tend to go with titles we all we all because we feel like I think when we think about titles we feel like that that's what defines us when we introduce ourselves to people you know we start rattling off all the things that we are all the titles that we have people go oh wow you're a coach oh wow you're a minister oh wow you're you're a podcast oh wow you're you know you're an author oh wow you know people tend to to look for those titles and not really focus in on what leadership means or, or, or what's behind what that title is. And I think that that's something important to, you know, to bring out. So I love that. I hope that people are, have their pens and, and papers at, out because these are some important things to remember. It's not leadership. It's not a title. It's, it's, it's a form of empowerment and, and the ability to make you know, conscious decisions based on what you see going on around you, huh?
1: Right. Or understanding, I like to ask my clients this question, how are you showing up in the X situation? Mm -hmm. And as a parent, I have a six and a Mm nine-year-old, and I'm constantly reminded that whenever they're around, um, they are paying attention. So they bring out the best leadership in me, whether it be very polite when I go to the store or I'm on the phone on hold for 20 minutes, or whatever, I know my kids are listening. So I do my very best to, to be good to all people. And that's a p- form of leadership as well.
0: Setting the example. That's mm-hmm, exactly right. Exactly. It's setting the example and allowing mm-hmm. those around you to, to be able to see how you handle situations. I think about mm-hmm. that even in, in my own personal life. Uh, you know, um, And a lot of my listeners know this, that you know I, I lost my youngest daughter some years ago, mm-hmm. 14 years ago. And people look at you to see how you handle a situation, Mm -hmm. you know, and everybody's looking for your reaction. I think about social media now and, and, you know, people are constantly putting cameras in your face because they want to see how people are reacting. Or if they mm-hmm. see a certain situation and, and they say, oh my goodness, you know, let me get my camera out because they're going to fight or they're going to yell mm-hmm. or they're going to argue or they're going to you know, have, have some form of reaction. And, and I think that you make a valid point. A, a, a strong part of leadership is being able to you know, say, okay, how, how do I handle this situation? How am I mm-hmm. showing up? How am I self-regulating?
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah without a good. doubt. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting when you ask your when I ask clients, how are you showing up in these situations? So usually they come to me and say, well, you know, I want to do this and this person or that person. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Those people are not here right now. Right. How are you showing up? And then I say to them, "Um, is this congruent? Are you, what you're telling me or the way in which you're leading, is it congruent? and they look at me puzzled and I let it sit for a while and let them work through it. Sometimes they have to talk through it. Right. I say, well, when you're not congruent in the decisions you make, it's because you're not leading from your truth, your inner truth, right? Mm-hmm. Now, some people say, well, inner truth, value, same, same. That's true, it depends on the person. But for me, I say, when it comes to leaders, there's truth. Um, I know that I'm gonna, tru- I'm gonna treat everyone with respect and the idea that they can do it. Mm-hmm. and let's just say I'm talking to a client and they say in that situation or me, so you mean when you're now when we're talking about are you answering this question congruently? And if there's angst, right, it's because you're not congruent when the, the absence of angst in the beginning of happiness or being in the moment is the beginning of congruence. So whenever you find yourself just not really, uh, this is not working, it's not working, ask yourself, mm-hmm. What is really my truth when it comes to leadership? Mm-hmm. And you could say, well, I want to be thorough. I want to, I want to overachieve, or I want to teach people integrity. I want to be integrity. I want to, be, I want to come across from a place of integrity. Now, if your listeners are saying, well, I don't understand, Mike, think about this. If I went to any of your coworkers that you interact with on a daily basis, and I said, please tell me about Kim. Oh, she's so pleasant. She's so patient. Well, patient may be one of your truths, right? So if I ask people that you work around you, what would you hope that they would say? And most likely that is getting close to your truth, right? As a leader.
0: Right. Because people have an opportunity to see you in different in in you know different situations and how you respond. And again, like you said, it goes right back to to uh you know being able to see how how you respond, how you mm-hmm. how you show up. And that's so yeah. important, you know, when, when we when we talk about leadership, it's so important to make sure that we're we're you know being the best version of ourselves. And yeah, you know, we hear a lot of that. There are so many things that are are so cliche right now, you know, because, they're, they're, you know, people are talking about, you know, self-care self and they're talking about, right. you know, making sure that you're, that uh, you uh, are setting boundaries and things like that. And, and those things are important as well. You know, we definitely want to, you know, touch on that, uh, you know, because when we're showing up a certain way or when we're, we're or when we have an expectation, you know, or or when we respond to a certain situation, it's, it's how we've, you know, perceived that, that situation to be, and it's how we responded to it. And so, you know, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to formulate, uh, you know, thoughts around that whole thing of setting, setting boundaries and the importance of being Mm -hmm. able to do that, because that's how people, you know, that's how people are going to handle you based on yeah. how you, you know, what you give them permission to do.
1: Right, may I offer yeah. something to that? Absolutely. Can, can I com- uh, add to the greatness that you brought to this <laughs> podcast and that, in your <laughs> illustration right there? When it comes to the how, ask yourself, what's my intent here? What's my intent? So if you say to yourself, and, it, and I just want people to be aware of when they think of their intent, mm-hmm. right? Um, their intent, there lies the how or the truth that you're going to go off and do it. For example, I am known as a very, very hard worker in in the area I live in. And um, I have several projects going on right now that some people show up and support me or they may interrupt me and want to help. So I am very driven when it comes to doing tasks. And I have to stop myself and one of the people next door is far different than me in every aspect. In <laughs> fact, they'll, they'll make the job go twice as long. Right. And I have to think to myself, what is my intent here?
0: Right. Is my
1: intent to finish the job and then um, at the cost of a relationship mm-hmm. where they won't come back over when I may need them, I may even call them and they think, well, last time you were, were pushing, right? Or you kind of just told me what to do. We didn't have any interaction. So I have to really stop myself when I want to just jump into those jobs or those interactions where I just want to have a complete what it's important to me. Right. But when you ask yourself in the now, what's the, what's the intent here for this new, my neighbor who comes over when I'm right in the, right (laughs) in the flow of the job, the task is like, God, (laughs) you're going to interrupt me. So then I have to ask myself, what's the intent? And also where's the learning here? What, What's this situation trying to teach me or yes, ask me? Yes. Now that is a very powerful, powerful question. Yes. To, to learn about the now. What is this situation or person or blank? Will you fill in the blank? Trying to teach me or ask me? That's a really, really good question. Yeah. Absolutely. People pay big money for that question. Oh, yes. So I'm giving it to you for free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, y'all, you got it for free, all right? Don't, don't ever say we didn't give you anything, okay? <laughs> that's right, that's right. I love that, I love that. But I, the, the one thing that you said that resonated with me is, is about, you know, the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, because no man is an island, you know, even though we talk about mm-hmm. leadership, we still have to talk about the relationship that we have with others, mm-hmm. especially uh-huh. if we're in a leadership role you know, we got there because of other people, and and what they could have possibly seen in us, and and how we responded to, and and interacted with them that that put that you know allowed us to be in that role of a leader. You know, right. I, think, I think another thing that that um that resonated again is just like you're talk, talking about is is impact over intention. What is our intention Mm -hmm. or what is it that we expect? And and that impact, you know, how, how is, Mm -hmm. how is what we're saying or what we're doing impacting that other person or, or how is it, you know, changing the dynamic of our relationship with that person? Like you Mm -hmm. said, you can tell your neighbor, Hey, get out of here. You know, I'm busy. I don't have time for this, Mm -hmm. but is the intent to damage that relationship? So mm-hmm. you can finish what you're doing. Is it is it a time frame thing? And then how can we best express that to mm-hmm. someone? Even if it is, suppose it is on a time crunch and we do need to do that. How can we effectively tell that person that without damaging the relationship?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because relationships are, are the currency to life and mm-hmm. the leadership. I
0: love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I had to write that down. Relationship, okay, yeah, y'all run down with me. Relationship is the yeah. currency to life
1: yep or you it. can even add into fruitful life uh, um, to above average time. if you wish, yes. right? Yes. Now some of your listeners as you're writing this down might think, man, okay, Mike Kim, that's easy to say, but uh, I mean who's gonna pay attention to that all the time? I, I'm busy. I gotta I don't have time to put my grocery cart back into place or bring it out there. I got I'm busy. I got these things. That's fine and that is honest and that's true. I'm just asking you to think about, just be aware, be aware of when you have the opportunity to either work the intention or to learn from this experience in the now, just be aware of it because guess what happens? Your subconscious mind runs about 92% of everything around us right now. And about 8% is is conscious, right? So you're seeing the purple, beautiful um, woman in the background behind Kim and you see me and here's some wood behind me. you know so you're, you're seeing that it's eight that's eight percent
0: right
1: if you just raise your awareness yes. you'll find opportunities when people are being in the now or not being in the now right. or they'll they're rather to damage the relationship to get what they need right. now right. right just be aware just raise your awareness you'd be a lot I better off
0: that. i love that and that makes perfect sense because uh we do tend to do that we we tend to you know, just go through the motion sometimes and don't really stop to pay attention to what it is that's going on around us. And that's yep. so critical. It's so critical. You know, you tell people, and, and I'm trying to remember the, the, uh, the phrase that people use, uh, you know, where they're just like, you know, we I'm just existing. I'm not living, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm just, know. I'm just, you know, just going through the motion I'm, you know, it, you almost become robotic. Everything is, and, you know, you're pushing past people, you're doing things, you don't even notice that that you've knocked somebody over or you hit somebody with your cart or you did something because you're so absorbed in in mm-hmm. those unconscious thoughts that you, you're not paying attention to what's happening in front of you. And it's like you said, it's so pivotal and important to to you know take the time to to have that level of awareness. You mm-hmm. such a low percentage of, of, of the things that, that we are consciously aware of over the things that right. you know are unconscious, and some of it is right. just things that we do by road, right? You know,
1: right. Just be aware of it. That's why I was to my clients, and they come back two weeks later, they go, Oh my god, you,
0: I can't believe it. Just because
1: you told me to be aware, the subconscious mind is just saying, Oh, right. bing, 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 you know. Right. So it's pretty amazing because right. it's all about living in and now, because the people who are just so self-absorbed. They do have hints or they have flashes of yes. remorse of, I've wasted that time all through the pandemic. All I did was watch Fox News and believe everything I heard. Oh, wow. And I just, you know, and I didn't want people to come to my house, or whatever, whatever. We have to adapt and overcome and then ask yourself, what am I supposed to be learning here? Or what can I teach someone else? Or how can I support my neighbor? And things like that.
0: Right. So let's give them a little review of of those things because I want to make sure that people are are writing these things down because it's important, you know, as we're looking to make these pivots and changes and and Mm -hmm. looking to, to, you know, experience how we can live our best life is to be able to, like you said, have a plan. First and foremost, have that five-year plan. What are you seeking to do or what is it that you can see yourself doing five years from now that's going to be beneficial or that's going to, you know, be able to, to provide that currency that you need in life, you know, that, 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 right. that physical and that, that, that emotional currency that you'll need. So, so that's one. And then we talked about making sure that, that we are, are present with our, with our relationships, how we're dealing mm-hmm. with others. You know, making sure that, that we're, we raise our level of awareness about those Mm -hmm. things that are going on around us and how we interact. So that that way, you know, it's it's, um, intention over impact, how we are, you know, what is our intention and how does it impact those around us and how does it impact us? So that's something that's important too.
1: Think of the intention as pumping the brakes for a moment and just double checking everything around you and then being able to move forward congruent as a leader, right, yes. just kind of pump the grace. So, what's my intention here? To yell at this person to have this never happen again, or to prevent right. how mad I am that <clears throat> something went wrong? Right. Yeah, okay. Well, then you might want to do it to yourself as you walk around the block or something, right? So, right.
0: You know, right. and then
1: uh-huh. and as I say about these awarenesses, as you're you're talking being aware. In my book, I talk about seven different times when I did not do that. And I learned mm-hmm. from it and I actually discovered something because of it. Wow. So it does take time, but just be, uh, give yourself patience and grace yes. Yes. and you will overcome. And it's yeah. all small incremental changes. It's not like tomorrow I'm going to do this. No, it's not that <laughs> like, way because life doesn't no. happen that way.
0: No, it doesn't. No, You it really
1: doesn't. need to figure out what's the pace of life. Focus yes. on nature. Cut your grass and say, "Okay, let's see when I need to do it again."
0: Right.
1: Four, maybe seven days, depending on Atlanta weather.
0: Right? If it rains, right. my grass is growing. It's a jungle out there. Yeah. <laughs> if you right. make me take a mistake and spit on it, my grass is going to shoot up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That lawn more stays at the ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little sensitive by now. <laughs> yeah. But no, but just like you said, nature. Focus on nature. I love it. You're so about you know facing. You know, talk about the truth. And that's the, mm-hmm. and that's a huge one too. be honest with yourself. So often mm-hmm. we are not honest with ourselves and that's too, you know, we cause stumbling blocks for ourselves because we do that. We, you know, mm-hmm. we, we're not honest, you know, just like you said, you, you realize that there were seven mistakes that you made, but you learned from them. Oh, yeah. How do you learn from the mistakes? If you don't admit that a mistake was made right right Mm -hmm. you know
1: in um joseph campbell writes about um the hero's journey right Mm -hmm. joseph campbell in the late 60s came up with the the archetypes and we experienced the hero's journey and i mean what i mean by hero not i'm not talking about firefighter or or we're talking about in the archetype type
0: um
1: and he talks about how the hero goes through life's um life lessons if you will and in there he talks specifically about basically seven different things we go through a hero has a call to go off and do something and they refuse the call and eventually they say okay i'll do it and then they go and then they have just like in every movie you've ever watched the hero's journey is taking place over and over again and Mm -hmm. in my book I have seven different heroes journeys on seven different continents. And then my wow. client that I'm coaching here in Alaska, because they go out in the bush with me, that means far away from anybody. Wow. Um, and and, he's, and they come out and they experience their hero's journey. And I'm the sage or the coach that supports them on that intention. When they come to Alaska, wow. they come to the, with an intention to answer a question or to have gained clarity on a topic in their lives. Um, and, Through that experience out in the bush where you don't have cell phones and you don't have any connection, you get real, real quick. You know, once you hear that helicopter go over that mountain, it's like,
0: right, ah,
1: I'm way out here. (laughs) Wow. And then they all of a sudden get real close to me, like, okay, there's no bears here. No, there's not a bear behind every bush. But my whole point is this is that what was really important to me is to realize, be aware that I'm going through that life is not static. It's constantly changing. And if you gain that awareness in the now, you can be the best version of yourself, which changes your trajectory from being just mundane, straight across, nothing exciting happening to a trajectory that ultimately in time will benefit you and those around you as a leader or as a neighbor or as a loved one
0: or as a spouse. I love that. Like you said, light is not static. Just like you said, it's not static. And I think sometimes we get stuck in that in that uh you know thought that you know I, I can only this is this is all that it's going to be for me. It's never going to change. And uh I think a lot of us right. got hit upside the head when we thought, you know, this is my life. I'm cruising along. This is how everything's going to be. And then that pandemic hit and you couldn't go outside and you couldn't do things. And and you'd been on that job or you had been doing things that you thought you, you were going to be doing for the rest of your life. And now, all of a sudden, everything is different. We never know. OK, there was no greater lesson to me than this pandemic in that regard. Because just right. when you thought, oh, you know, this is all I'm going to be doing, for it. you have people out there doing things that they never thought they would mm-hmm. ever do or experience because they were like, oh, you know, this this is what life is. It, it doesn't change. It's not going to change for me. look, like, it changed mm-hmm. for the whole entire planet. Now what? <laughs> and right. I think I, I don't think that people were prepared for that. And they were just like, wait, 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 wait. So you have a lot of people who are like putting, applying those brakes, Like, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not ready for this. This is not. This wasn't supposed to happen. Right. But it did, it did, yeah. and so there should never be that expectation that things are going to remain static.
1: Right, right. You could always ask yourself: Is uh, in any situation, how am I showing up here? Right, because that'll just stop you in your tracks and say, "Okay, I'm, you know, I'm busy. I, I got to go to Fairbanks. I got to stop at seven different places, right. and I'm rushing from one to the other. And my kids are not with me, so I can do whatever I want." Well, I'm, I'm interacting with that that dealer for the parts that I need to make sure I bring it 200 miles south of me, when I can use that part, it's gonna be the right one. If I go in there just busy, 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 he's not gonna care or she's not gonna care. So how are we showing up? No matter what's going on around us, we can always have control of the now and how we are
0: showing up in the now. I just love it. I'm writing down all these nuggets because these things are important. These are important for us yes, to, to, yeah. to always consider. Okay. So mm-hmm. like I said, now we talked about, you know, you were talking about, uh, you know, Antarctica and you talked about the emotional intelligence there. Was there another mm-hmm. one that stood out on one of the continents when you think about leadership that really said, and you're just like, huh, it was something that maybe you didn't expect. Yeah.
1: Thank you for the question. There was for the North American continent, um, it was courage um, and mm-hmm courage to accept the different types of kindness of others right so let me just repeat that because then i'll expand on it just one the courage to accept other kinds of kindness or different types of kindness now in my book i write about this at length so i'm just going to do the high points i was a 10th grade global history teacher and one day i realized that this is not working out for me (laughs) I have a lot more to do to my um, students. That um, that I am going to hitchhike from New York, from Western New York to to Alaska, with no money or no food. Believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, and they all looked at me like I was crazy. Now I set this up differently in the book, but I'm just telling you the high level. So when I hitchhiked from, Alaska, from New York to Alaska, that's, that's basically 5,000 miles with no money and no food on purpose. Um, everybody in my whole community went nuts. It takes courage just to say that. Fine, wow. I said it. Now I'm going to have to do it. Wow. When I first got out there on the road, um, I was not going to take a handout. I had to work for the food. I had to work. Um, for food. If I got a ride, something pulled over, that's their business. They pick me up. My job is to entertain them through conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Long story short, what do I mean by I have the courage to accept the different, the various kinds of kindness? Well, I figure kindness is just, you know, somebody being nice to me. Well, when I would go to a restaurant that was family owned, I didn't go to a McDonald's, I didn't go to a chain restaurant. Nice. I would go to a family owned restaurant, go in and ask the, for the owner or the manager. And then when that person appeared, I would say, my name is Mike Green, I'm going, um, I'm noted, I was passing by and I noticed that your back, your parking lot had some cigarette butts and some trash in the bushes. And if you give me a bag, I'll clean it up for a half hour. If you just give me a sandwich and I'll be on my way. You're like, oh no, no, no we can't do that. We'll just give you something. I was like, no, I need to work for it. And that just the courage to, to ask for a basic human need taught me a lot, but then also the courage to be able to accept their kindness differently. Now, when I got that bag of trash, they would usually have to come out and get me Say, honey, it's 30 minutes. Come on, honey, come on in. They would have a whole food, a whole spread, full course meals in front of me. And a to-go container for the next day and if it was if it was a woman who had children she'd always say here's a quarter call your mother
0: (laughs) let her know you're all
1: right right there was various different kinds of kindness again i never accepted money i never touched money for the whole nine and a half journey nine and a half day journey wow but there's so much different kindness out there and people's intention of kindness will say intention. There's that word again. It's yes. um, different from one to the other. They thought they were doing me a favor, just driving me five, out, five miles down the road. Well, now I'm in the middle of a city. You don't ever want to hitchhike through the city. You want to hitchhike, get on the other side of the city. Right,
0: right, 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 right. right. So, wow. So, yeah. Wow. But that's huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I like get the courage because that's another thing that sometimes is difficult for for us to do, to be able to ask for help. true Pride, Mm -hmm. pride you know we we sit Mm -hmm. there and we say oh you know i don't need anybody so i can do it on my own i can do it independently but but two things resonated with me in that story that you told is that you know number one you you spoke it you spoke it and said you were going to do it and and when you do that there's a level of accountability that comes with it because now you put it out there and now there's that expectation. Oh, well, he said he's going to do it. Now we're going to see if he's going to do it. Oh, no money and no food. Huh. Let's see if he's going yeah. to do it. So now, you know, everybody's standing there with their arms closed, like, uh, prove it. <laughs> let, yeah. let me see you do it. So so now you put it out there and, and there's a level of accountability that comes with that. And, and I mm-hmm. believe that as a person who says it, there's a level of responsibility to yourself and to the people who you said it to, to, to try mm-hmm. to, you know, bring that to fruition. You know, so that that's right out to me. And then, like you said, the ability to be able to ask for help and to not uh, be in a place you, you you can't be in a leadership role and operate in a space of pride. No. There's no you, you cannot be a proud person and, and not ask for help because it takes so many moving parts to be able to do something. Right. It and, takes uh, courage. Yeah, it takes that courage, like you said, to ask and to recognize that that you're in a space where there's a need. And mm. now you have to go and, and fulfill that need. And how do you do that? You're going to have to go and ask somebody, like you said, but by not having any money, you know, I'm sure when your stomach started growling, it was like, okay, now, so let me look around now. Let me see what I have to do. And now I have to ask somebody because I don't have any money to get my own food. I've got to go out there mm. and, and and you know, ask somebody or, or to, you know, make provisions so that I can get mm. what it is that I need.
1: That's- right, because I, I told the students, I, I told the students I wanted to teach them that they can believe in the kindness of others. Now, I did this in 2000. I would do it tomorrow if I had to um, or if, if I needed to, but I wanted to teach the students that you can believe in the kindness of others, that everything on Fox News or CNN or everything, that, this is when just all day news was taking, taking off that you read about something unfortunate t- happened in Iowa and you think it's going to happen in New York, which it could, but you're like living like you're over there. But you got to believe in the kindness of others. And and, um, so that's what I did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are wonderful nuggets. These are things that are important, like you said, as you're as you're seeking to to move to the next level in your in your, you know, in your personal life. You know, and I believe that it starts. It starts with us. It starts with the decisions that we make. It starts with the truth that that we create for ourselves. And so I think that these are some important things that uh, you know people need to know as we move forward, as we live in this now, and as we progress and and start looking and and you know seeking to to do what is that we're going to do five years from now. So like you said, we've got we've got some important foundational steps here that you shared with us and and. You know, I thank you for bringing those to the forefront. So what I want to do first and foremost is make sure that people know how to get your book because they need to know how to go about doing all these things. So right. first, tell people how they can get in contact with you.
1: Just go to, um, thank you for that. Just go to MikeGreenLeadership.com. It's pretty simple. Mike, M-I-K-E, Green, G-R-E-E-N Leadership. And you go on there and you'll be able to see what I do. And then ultimately you can find where you can get the book. You can go on Amazon as well uh, for Wander Must, A Hero's Journey to Seven Truths. And um, it's got uh, 31 five-star reviews so far on Amazon. So that's really good. Um, and it, it takes you all around the world. You go on a trip. A lot of my social media people say I'm going on a trip. Mike that's it. That's you know,
0: it. That's it. You know.
1: Right. So Early. you said
0: all, all things Mike Green. We go to MikeGreenLeadership.com or you can go on Amazon to get mm-hmm. the book. And we'll definitely have that in the description for the show mm-hmm. when it airs. So that way you can grab your copy and, uh, you know, find out about, about your journey. And that is just something, uh, you know, like I said, we want to give them want to give them a little taste. And now that mm-hmm. we've piqued your curiosity and, and giving you some tools to, you know, begin your mm-hmm. journey, it's important to, you know, have that resource to be able to tap into and to connect right. so that way you can begin to create your own truth and to start your own journey okay now another question that I ask my guests every time I, I close out my show is what are you doing to live in the now how are you living and navigating in this space because sometimes people just don't quite know what to do and we like to give them some ideas of what others are doing to live in this now I take
1: time of no matter what I'm doing to to support either my family and emotionally to support like I'm going to go fishing with my boys here later this afternoon nice. um, just to, and also ask people how I can help them. Um, what can I do for you so that's my end of my question to you is what is there anything I can do for you?
0: Awesome, you've just done it <laughs> okay. coming in. Being a part of this platform and and helping people, like you said, to to move to the next level in their lives, to be able to make those pivots that are necessary in order for them to to not be stagnant, because that's what we don't want. We want to be able to move. Like you said, this life is, is fluid. It's not static. And so it's important to do that. And one thing that I want them to remember is, again, that a relationship is the currency of a fruitful life. That is something that if, if you take nothing else away, remember that that is a currency. That is the, uh, the way in which you're going to pay it forward, you know, and in all the things that you're doing, it's those relationships that you establish because that is the best form of leadership, being able to have positive uh, and, and, and engaging and meaningful relationships with others. You know, that's going to help to elevate you. And just like you said, in your own life, in your own experience of leadership, what you can do to help others. That is the that is a true leader. That is true leadership. So I thank you. Thank you for sharing these wonderful tips with us for coming on the show all the way from Alaska. (laughs) And and being able to to really connect with those and, and the peak interest. And hopefully you know, people will continue on that journey. They'll reach out, they'll listen to your story, they'll read your book and, and be able to, you know, again, start those journeys for themselves. So again, I thank you. Are there any parting words that you like to give our listeners before we go?
1: Um, thank you. I'm grateful to be here today. Uh, reach out any time if I can help you or any of your listeners. Uh, any friend of yours is a friend of mine and we are now friends. So Sorry. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> Uh, I
0: am coming for a fish dinner, actually. So I'll be Yeah.
1: All right. All right. Well, I appreciate you very much. Just reach out if I can help you my mygreenleadership.com in any way. I'm grateful for this experience. You've enhanced my day, and now my trajectory has gone a little bit bigger. Awesome, because of this conversation. So awesome.
0: thank you. Awesome. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And it was absolute pleasure having you. And, you know, as, as we're living in this now and things are changing, you know, we'll have you come back. So, you know, it may not be the last time that they hear or see you. So, right. so we'll look forward, like you said, to continuing this new relationship that we started. So I'm excited for that and for the journey ahead for you and for all of us. And with that, that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you the next time, I say peace. All
1: right.